welcome to the Spiritual Soaps podcast with me, your host, India Majuri, also known as The Energy Coach. I am a soul alignment healer and spiritual mentor on a mission to help you realign to your soul's purpose. That means let's wash away the ideas and myths of how you think you should be and let's reconnect you back in with your soul. I want you to celebrate yourself in your perfect imperfections as I know you are truly magic. I just literally want you to see it too. In these episodes, I've partnered up with my spirit guides to offer you stories, truths and deep conversations to help you expand your awareness and inspire healthy conversations, just like watching your favourite soap opera. If you've been finding yourself asking who am I and what is my purpose, Stay tuned for the next juicy episode, or you can also reach out via my Instagram page or website, which is linked in the show notes, to find out more about my one-to-one soul alignment healing and spiritual mentoring programs. Be prepared to have fun, laugh, cry and joke around, all in aid of washing away what's holding you back. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Soaps Podcast. I'm so excited to have you uh, join us, our wonderful conversation today. I have the fabulous Victoria Maxwell today. Um, You may know her on, well, through Instagram as Vix from New Age Hipster. I'm very, very grateful to have Victoria with us or Vix with us today. Thank you, Vix, for joining. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, I'm so excited to just to have a conversation with you. This is the first time that we've properly spoken and met officially. So um, I'm I'm intrigued to find out more about you and share more about your story um, with tarot, with spirituality, about spiritual mentoring, and also your fabulous new oracle deck that you have um, just launched, which I've seen. Yes. would you mind sharing to the spiritual soaps audience a little bit more about yourself sure so um so i'm vix and i run a spiritual business called new age hipster and that business is um i kind of do a lot of different things through that business um i do soul readings um i teach spiritual development um, I share a lot of blog posts and social media posts, just kind of sharing lots of tips and tricks and tarot spreads and spiritual advice and all sorts of things like that. Um, I also run a business coven, which is to help support people who are also wanting to run a spiritual business. Um, and as well as that, I'm also an author. So I've written a book called Witch Please Empowerment and Enlightenment for the Modern Mystic with HarperCollins. Um, I have my deck that has just come out with Rockpool. Um, and I'm also a young adult fiction author. So I'm about to release my third fiction book as well. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> in a really, really quick nutshell. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. The bullet point version. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's incredible. I'm so excited just to um, dive more into into all the sort of facets that you you share share with the, the wonderful collective. Um, first of all, I'd love to ask you, how did you get into how did you get into tarot or you know become more spiritually aware? Was it something that um, you were born into? Is your family very um, spiritual or intuitive or is it something that you sort of developed throughout your lifetime? Uh, yeah, so I've kind of always been 
interested in spirit spirituality in some way um when I was quite young I didn't really have a a name for it um my family was not particularly religious or anything but um you know they're quite open-minded so if I would ask questions about ghosts or um past lives there'd always kind of be you know an opportunity to have those conversations but um no one in my family really uh, said to me, you know, this is how it is, and this is what you should what you should believe in, or this is, you know, these are the facts. They kind of just left me on my own with that one to work it out, to work it out for myself. Yeah. Um, and so on that journey, I kind of explored lots of different things. I got really into um, Wicca and witchcraft when I was in my teen years. Um, in the the mid nineties, I was you know watching the craft and love that Wicca had this yeah how good is it right? <laughs> um, and so Wicca and witchcraft like everyone was kind of getting really interested in it uh, and I was one of those people and kind of went on that path for a little while um, and then somehow kind of found myself in the church in um kind of the late 90s early 2000s I feel like I'm like really showing my age with this um <laughs> we I got really into into the church started hanging out with a lot of churchy people um became like a born again Christian for a couple of years and then I kind of was like oh you know there were some good things there that was interesting and useful but I don't think it's totally for me so I'm gonna kind of go off on my own way and just see what I discover so then I kind of went on this really long journey of just kind of carrying a belief within myself but not necessarily um, actively practicing anything for quite a while um, and then uh, around 2011 I started getting these nudges to kind of get back onto my spiritual path and to see you know see what it's all all about and to really kind of dive in a little bit deeper than I had in the past so that was kind of the time when um I mean I'd bought tarot decks like you know many times in in the past um I think I got my first tarot deck in like the early 2000s and so I'd kind of been you know playing with it like on and off and having a go with it but it wasn't until you know a bit later that it, the penny kind of dropped and I started to be able to really read and connect with the cards um so yeah and then I just kind of started doing my thing and I was getting more interested in lots of different aspects of spirituality I was learning about you know being an empath and what light what a light worker was and all of these kind of buzzwords that were around at that time um, and really resonated with them and then I started to kind of just blog about my own journey and that was really how New Age Hipster started it just started mm. out as me just blogging about what I was discovering and what I was into and then from there it just kind of grew into what it is now. I think that's really important um just to highlight <clears throat> excuse me just the way the your well your journey through life it wasn't one thing that you were like this is it or that's it it's like what feels good and it sounds like you just really flowed with what felt good at the time and what you resonated at the time and that doesn't mean just because you went to 
um, witchcraft and Wicca that you couldn't join the church. And then when you join the church, it doesn't mean that you can't, you can't do something else afterwards. Like we all evolve, don't we? Our opinions change with, with all the knowledge that we, we, we absorb and we grow up and we evolve. So um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's inspiring to hear. And it definitely it's something that I wanted to point out. It's like, it's not whatever we decide isn't set in stone. And that's what spirituality is about, isn't it? It's, it's about what feels good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I love that. I think so often, um, and you, you see this kind of all the time, just on social media and how people are kind of reacting and how everybody's got such strong opinions these days about, yeah. about everything but like it's okay to change your mind it's okay to like one day be you know really into well I'm a Wiccan and that's my path and you know or I'm a I'm a pagan it's okay to be like oh actually you know maybe I also resonate with the term light worker or maybe I also want to work with you know some other energies or check out shamanism or you know whatever you're kind of feeling feeling drawn to and I think for me that was really um the key you know like you said it was like well what is what am I being drawn to and what am I feeling like there may be some some answers or something in this path or in this in these practices that you know may hold something for me yeah beautiful I want to also ask the nudges because I know I know there's a be a lot of people that listening to this podcast well um a lot of them are very new um, into spirituality where they've had certain messages or it resonates with them, but they don't necessarily understand more about it. So I know that they'll be intrigued when you said you had certain nudges uh, to move back into the spiritual path. Do you remember what those nudges were or how, how they looked in, in, in your life at that time? Yeah, I love I love this question because it's so hard to explain it. <laughs> it's so hard to explain. <laughs> like, so you sorry. just know, you know, <laughs> when you know, you know. It's like when um when people say, Oh, well, how do I know if like he's the one? And it's like, well, you just know when you know. <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, but for me, I think it's um so it's kind of like you know, when you you do something and you're kind of you you reflect on it later and you think. I knew I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> and th- it's like when you reflect on it, you're like, there was actually a little voice or a little feeling or something inside of me that was saying, Fix, this is a bad idea. But I went ahead and did it anyway. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. oh, maybe I should have listened to that voice. And um, to me, that's that's the voice. You know, we're very good at ignoring it when it tells us something that you know maybe it's giving us some advice that we don't want to hear we're like oh no I don't think that's my intuition that's something else um but I think it's just this kind of it's I, I like the word nudge because it just feels like this um I think some of us expect our intuition or guidance or whatever you want to call it to be like this angel or god comes out from the clouds and tells you yeah with this booming voice of like you must do this this is your destiny or whatever um and I know people have had experiences like that and it sounds very cool but for me it's just more like this really gentle nudge on your shoulder that's like oh why don't you go in this direction or oh maybe that would be a good idea or oh there's something about that that seems interesting um and when I get those nudges I've I've learned over time because I've ignored them a lot in the past. Mm. I've learned over time that when I 
listen to them and when I follow them, things tend to work out a lot better than when I don't. So my tip for, for anyone who's kind of feeling like, is that a nudge? Is that guidance? Or is it just, you know, something else? Um, I like to first kind of just sit with it and ask myself, if I follow this nudge or this guidance, like what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. Because I think our, our intuition, like if it comes from a good place, there's not going to be anything like bad that can happen. You know, it's not like, oh, well, if I start this blog, the worst thing that can happen is I'll waste some time. <laughs> you know, it's not like the yeah. whole world's going to come crumbling down. Um, so I like to just kind of think, you know, what, what really could, could happen if I do this. Um, and then I just follow the nudge and I see, see if it, see if it works. And, you know, most of the time it, it's, it takes me to the place where I get the next nudge, which is like, yeah. now we're going here and now we're going there. Yeah. It's an amazing way of looking at it. What's the worst that I can have? What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of people get into, um, and I've done this too, where you, where you sort of wonder, is this my intuition or is this fear? Mm. And, um, you know, and, you know, I always hear people tell these stories about how they, you know, had a, had a scary dream or some kind of premonition that, you know, something really bad was going to happen and they're in all of this fear about it. And they're kind of like, oh, is this my spirit guides or is this my intuition telling me, you know, that this is, this is so bad. Um, and I always say like, your, your guidance, like if it's loving guidance, wherever you feel like it's coming from, it's never going to want to freak you out. Yes. It's never going to want to scare you. It's going to want to guide you lovingly to a safe place. So, I mean, everyone, for, it's different for everyone, but, um, you know, for me, I always feel like if it feels scary or fearful, like it's usually not my guidance. It's usually my anxiety. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I had a situation like that. Um, it was even last year, you know, it happened. <laughs> it still happens to people like us. You know, we do worry yeah. we, we still freak out. Mm -hmm. I was getting married last year. Well, I got married last year. Thankfully, it happened um, during COVID and we were one of the lucky ones. But without going into too much detail because it does involve family, <laughs> I don't want to expose them. But there was something that happened that really rattled me. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's gonna like unravel at the wedding. Mm -hmm. And I was um, tuning in to my spirit guides, asking for guidance. But the guidance that I was receiving was confirming my worries. And I was seeing, speaking to my friends and I was like, I don't know what this means. Like, it's actually gonna be a disaster. This is all gonna just be horrific. And I, I, I can't remember whether it was one of my friends that just virtually slapped me or whether I do it myself. <laughs> just like this is not helpful these are not your your guides that are here mm -hmm. to serve you for the highest good and I was like you're right this is just confirming my my fears and that's not helpful and it doesn't mean that's going to happen it's just a trickster I'm tricking myself or a trickster energy and you know what I'm asking you to leave and um I'm going to take my time and just reset <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Cause yeah, I do think, um, you know, when something like bad in quotation marks happens, it's like so often us, us spiritual types are like, is this a sign? Oh. <laughs> is this a sign that we shouldn't do this thing? 
can analyze things so much mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like everything's a sign <laughs> everything's a sign when potentially we just need to live like yes of course everything can potentially be a sign but mm-hmm. at the same time does it really matter we need we are humans you know we need to live a human experience so some things aren't that deep and that's what my husband always says he's like India it's not that deep (laughs) okay yeah all right I love that (laughs) yeah sometimes I'm like it is it is your little toe hurts which means which is the left or the right is the masculine or feminine and he's like India just stub a toe just it's not that deep (laughs) I love that I think we all need those grounding people in our lives yeah that's it we definitely do we definitely do so you were mentioning um you did mention about bringing um certain different spiritual um traditions into um modern spiritual work now like shamanism for example how have you brought forward ancient traditions um in your work I love this question um for for me a lot of it is really like it really comes from my own practice and my own study and my own exploration of these different practices and then I work with them for a while and then I feel like they sort of just start to become a part of my work and a part of my teaching and the things that I'm that I'm talking about so Um, you know, one of the things that I'm quite into at the moment, I'm doing my teacher training for Kundalini yoga. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm not, because I'm not, you know, qualified teacher yet. So it's, it's still very much a part of my personal practice. Um, But I'm finding that the more I learn about it, and the more I practice, the more I'm sort of using the teachings as part of, you know, they're just becoming part of how I talk about things and how I think about things. So, you know, when I'm talking to my business coven about, um, you know, how to get, uh, how to get seen and how to attract the right people, I suddenly find myself talking about, you know, these ancient yogic um, traditions of, you know, well, it's got to start with your auric fields and and things like that. And it's, um, you know, I think that's really, we don't always have to, um, you know, say like, oh, this is a, a message from, you know, this is a teaching from this ancient path. But I think it just kind of becomes part of us. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know it does. It does. It does make sense. I've, had, I've been having a, um, some deep conversations with a good friend of mine in Canada and um obviously out there, um, the Native Americans out there, you know, the history around mm. um, the Natives is, you know, horrific. And mm. she, um, well, we've basically had a lot of conversations around cultural appropriation, to be honest. And it's been really interesting. And I've learned a lot. And, I'm, and I know that she's learned a lot coming from both sides of things. And it's really, it is really difficult because just like you, a lot of my spiritual practices have been developed through my own inner work. And of course I have been influenced by certain other spiritual teachers or, um, you know, therapies, but predominantly it's me sitting down on my meditation cushion and Mm -hmm. tuning in and 
and experiencing um experiencing stuff that goes on within my mind my third eye and and throughout my body but with with stuff that we experience like we are spiritual beings living a human existence so there are things that are going to come up in our experience now that will have been part of traditions um you know many years ago that were wiped out by the white man so I can see how um, it can seem triggering to um, the natives, for example, or any other traditional ways of being, to see um, us using uh, a lot of their ways. So there is a really, really fine line, I believe, and... Um, like you said, like we don't need to always specifically say this is from this, this is from that, this is from the other, because, you know, potentially everything that we're doing hasn't, it's, it's all been done before, but we're just doing it in our own flair. We're, we've got our own individual, we're different people. So everyone does it in their own unique, special ways. And that's that's the, the magic of, of this earth. Um, so it's not to be fearful, I think, of, of sharing, you know, what you, you experience and what you learn through your lifetime, but also just pay homage to certain, um, certain traditions as well, just to keep the, um, their memories alive. I feel that that's really important um, because a lot, I, I do see a lot um, around the spiritual space that people may, take um other traditions quite literally and try and share it in a certain way which may be a bit iffy in terms of that um appropriation um ways if that makes sense kind of gone off yeah. tangent no. but <laughs> yeah it, t- it totally makes sense and I think um you know I think that's the difference between having your own practices and exploring all of these things for yourself versus, you know, going to an event once and then teaching that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Oh, well I went to this um, sweat lodge. So now I'm going to run sweat lodges sort of like situation rather than going to a sweat lodge and having an experience that you can then bring into whatever it is that you're doing and what you're sharing with the world. Yeah. I've, I mean, I know throughout, um, I've really struggled at communicating throughout my, through my business, really, when I, when I first set up about three, four years ago. And I was really, because obviously, oh yeah, so for example, I trained in health kinesiology, right? So um, the stuff, that's what started me off on my spiritual path, to be honest, so when I was sharing my knowledge on health kinesiology, I'm like, well, do I need to specify that it's from that? Or like, where do, do I have? And I just got so in my head about like, but I've learned this from, you know, um, it's original traditional Chinese medicine and it's been developed and then all of these intricate details and now it's health kinesiology. Like, where do I start if he wants to know this? <laughs> and my friend was like, just chill yeah. <laughs> out. Just chill out. Like, you're coming from a very, very, very kind and loving space. You, um, 
you will figure out a way and predominantly you say that you're a health kinesiologist which automatically shows people that da 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 and um now it's yeah it's just finding your own voice and your own way of sharing things and if people ask like oh that's interesting um please tell me more then you can go well actually this maybe came from that or this is from my experience or you can say my friend or or whatever whatever but it is um I can I am um, I found it really difficult for a long time to try and find my my own voice in 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 this space it can be very um overwhelming at times I feel yeah I totally um resonate with that and I think we just live in such interesting times now like you know a few hundred years ago we all just would have followed whatever path we were born into (laughs) that's your you know even um you know in the UK where my ancestors are from um you would have been you know baptized and in the church and that would have been what you did you're either Catholic or you were Church of England and that was your your thing like that was your choice you didn't have all of this information and courses and books and everything to be able to access but now it's like you know you go into um like Watkins, one of my favorite shops in London, like you go in there and it's like, you can find information on absolutely any path, like any religion, any, any spiritual path. And we're just, we're all absorbing and reading all of this stuff. And it's really difficult to even kind of remember at the end of like, where did I, you know, I heard this somewhere and like, where did this come from? But it kind of just, all becomes a part of you and then from there you just kind of have your own um your own beliefs and it's just yeah I find it really exciting that we're in a in a place where we can do that but it's also it is difficult to navigate because we you know we're one of the first generations to really have access to so much information mm-hmm. and we are getting it wrong sometimes like mm-hmm. we're not always going to get it right and we're not always going to to say the right thing but I think it's just about um, being open to those conversations and learning and listening and um, you know we're all just working it out as we go yeah and not be yeah we we're human we're going to get it wrong and Mm -hmm. um, I've I've this is something that I've been working on um, for a while and I feel like it's it's just about shifted for me and actually, I would think it was um, Jamelia Jamil's uh, post on Instagram. Like, she's very inclusive. She talks a lot about um, diversity and, and being inclusive in, in all industries. And she said something about one of her posts was about, um, she, I think she won an award. And um, she shared under the post being, you know, women can do this, something similar to that. And a comment was underneath that saying, yeah, well, it's all good for you because you are skinny and you're absolutely drop dead gorgeous. So like someone like you, of course, like it's easy for you to win awards type comment. And um, Jamelia's response was like, I really appreciate like your comment. However, you know, my appearance is just your interpretation. And um I can't really remember how she responded, but it's pretty much like we all have privilege in our own right. Every single one of us on this planet has a certain privilege compared to someone that may be standing next to you or or whoever. And it's to not be ashamed of that privilege. And um, 
to almost like she almost sort of checked in acknowledge okay this person has been upset by what I've said what have I said is it something offensive actually no I stand by what I say and I'm going to just share and explain a little bit more about what I've said because I believe that I've come from a loving kind position um but predominantly if she you know look back at what she said and thinks ah maybe I could have rephrased that it's okay to be like ah okay thank you for highlighting what I've said maybe I could rephrase it in a better way and you know what it's not really a big deal like as long as you just acknowledge check in first check in with what you're saying is this do I get what she said is this something that I I agree with or disagree with and it's okay to say yes or no and change your mind afterwards um especially with social media and and in with what we do it is um I you know I know people that have shared about spiritual stuff and people and in other comments under their posts to be like you're wrong or that's not right or um that language or you know the church or or whatever and it's and it's you're going to get that by sharing um your vulnerability within within a, an open space like that but as long as you're standing from a, a grounded place like it's okay to acknowledge that you've made a mistake and it's okay to say actually I, di- I disagree but thank you for <laughs> thank you for sharing yeah yeah I love that so much because I've been on both sides of that where um, you know, somebody has brought something to my attention that I just didn't know about. Like, you know, you don't know things until you know them. Yeah. Um, and as much as we're all on this on this journey of, you know, I think so many people, most people in the spiritual community are really trying to um, be more aware of all of the all of the issues. Um, but yeah, I've I've experienced it on both sides where people have kind of come at me and been like, you can't say that. And then, you know, the instant, the first reaction is like, Oh, I can't believe someone's telling me, you know, what I can and can't say. And then once you kind of calm down and you like do your own research, you know, you have a bit of a Google, maybe talk to some other people about it. And then you're like, "Hmm, okay, maybe that wasn't the best way to phrase that. Maybe I, you know, shouldn't use that phrase or that word because it causes harm to people. Um, But I've also been on the side where people have, you know, just attacked me for something without Mm. really, you know, having a conversation with me about what, and it's so hard on Instagram too. Like you have what, 2000 characters and it's really hard to like explain in full, like everything that you're kind of trying to say. And um, yeah, it can be, it can be difficult. So then you have to write a whole blog post or, you know, send all these DMs trying to explain yourself better and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, but it's predominantly really it's your home at Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah, autonomy. That is like, true. <laughs> that's I'm I'm offended mm. by actually what you've messaged on my page. So mm. I, you know, you can block and delete if that yeah. if that resonates. Yeah. Uh, we've completely diverted of what where these conversation, but I actually think, <laughs> you know, it's it's quite it's quite good to talk about. Um mm. it's quite interesting to talk about. But I wanted to really dive deeper into the the type of work that you do because I know that you do a lot of work around the priestess and priestess lineage um could you share a little bit more about that for our listeners please uh yeah so the first time I kind of heard the phrase priestess I felt like that's not me or anything to do with me that's like other people um are priestesses uh and 
then I did a year-long training with um, the beautiful Vanessa Sage. Um, she actually invited me to be a, a guest teacher and she said, come to the course. And it was absolutely incredible. Um, and it really made me realize that, you know, the work that I have been doing in the world up to that point, you know, reading tarot for people and teaching spiritual development, um, you know, that is what would have been back, you know, back in the day, we would have called that, a, we would have called those people priestesses. Mm. Um, and I really struggled with that for a long time. And then eventually I kind of got to this place where I was like, I'm going to reclaim this because this is mm. actually amazing. And so for me, that was really uh, a journey of stepping into my power, I guess, um, in terms of the work that I do and the space that I hold for other people and just kind of putting a label on it and saying, this is priestessing, like this is me holding the space in the temple. And of course it looks very different in our modern time, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're getting on Zoom calls with people um, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's strange, but it's like we're still holding that sacred space for people to have their experiences and to talk about, you know, whatever's kind of coming up in their lives and, yeah, so that was really a really beautiful um, initiation for me, really, to mm. go from, you know, oh, well, I do a few tarot readings for people and, you know, I kind of do a little bit of, you know, sharing about spirit guides to really kind of just calling it what it is and saying, I'm a priestess, <laughs> like that's what I do. Mm. Um, and then, you know, with the business coven that I run, like that's all about, helping other people to see that within themselves and to really kind of step into their power um, in these roles and this work that we do. Amazing. I, it's, it, it really does shift the energy in sharing what you do. Like you said, from mm. I'm a, I'm a tarot reader to I'm a, you know, I, I embody the priestess. I am the priestess. And I am, um, you know, I share, you know, I don't know, however you describe it, but it has such a higher vibrational energy to it. And people can really feel that when you're talking and it's so much more inspiring because it triggers something in us and other people to be like, yeah, that's something in me too. Like, how does that look within my life? You know, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really cool thing about using that word as well is like other people do sort of think like, well, some people are like, oh, I can't believe she's calling herself a priestess. Like who does she think she is? And then it's like, <laughs> but we all are like, yeah. you know, so, so many of us are, if you're somebody who is, um, and there's different types of priestesses too. There's the priestesses that hold the space for someone else. There's priestesses who heal and they work with energy healing or, um, you know, they're, they're working in hospitals. There's priestesses who are just on their own personal path. And it's like, you could be a priestess, even if you're just, you know, doing the, having this, going on this spiritual pilgrimage in your own time. Meanwhile, yeah. you're like, you know, just going about your regular day job or whatever, but you can still be a, still be a priestess. Mm. And that can look like anything, depending yes, on who absolutely. you are, where you're from, what you mm -hmm. do, what you enjoy, and it, it, it's your interpretation, isn't it? 
Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that if you resonate with the word, like you can claim that for yourself or reclaim it for yourself and just, you know, step into it and see how it see how it feels. Yeah, it's it's something that I've been working on, particularly through my my own healing um throughout the years with my womb and um basically I turned off my fem- feminine energy, my sexual mm. energy through um I had a you know many like IBS a lot when I was when I was in my early twenties, uh, which got me actually um, on this spiritual path. To be fair, and I, I suffered for a lot of candida, and then I had um, you know that came out as thrush, and then it, then I experienced a lot of pain and numbness during sex, and that that pain and numbness has been something that has um, been a reoccurring theme pretty much for the last I don't know three or four years. So with that, I I completely switched off my sexual energy and um, I'm very fortunate to have a very understanding now husband, um, then boyfriend. But um, so we've gone on this like incredible journey together because it's been really eye opening for him as well. We've both learned a lot. But going back to this priestess um, energy and and just just embodying that within yourself like it is something that as um a woman or if you identify as a woman like it that feminine energy is really quite terrifying Mm -hmm. (laughs) weirdly (laughs) because Mm. when I've started to activate it and actually to be fair it's only been the last month or so I've done a lot of healing right I've done a lot of physical healing I've spoken to a lot of people and now I'm I'm, I'm, I'm actually physically um, connecting with my body through touch, through movement. So it's not like before it was like, this is what I'm comfortable with. I'm doing the healing. I can do the healing. I'm a healer, you know, great. And I can channel and I can get receive advice. And now I'm like doing the integration phase, which is the hardest thing, which is so simple. And it's just touching my body, self-pleasure, and um, starting to activate that sensual energy, starting to feel good, starting to feel sexy. And I'm like, why is this so scary? Because I feel so good. And then I'm like, oh no, I'm too much. Oh no, I'm too much. I'm like, there it is. (laughs) There it is. That's the one thing that um, is so petrifying is being seen or seen as too much or or not good enough or to, to this, to that, to the other. And that's something that is, it's just this fear, this underlying fear that a lot of us experience is, is, um, it's just so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is interesting. And it's like, when you really start to connect with that energy or like the goddess energy, cause we, you know, so many of us are like, Oh, the goddess. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but when you really start to tune into it, it is like, it is so full on yeah. <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> you can't even really like process it it's like <laughs> such a such an intense like massive powerful like so powerful like such a powerful energy and I think so many of us are just um you know for all sorts of reasons so many of us who um well you know men and women or however you identify with when we start to kind of want to embody more of that energy, 
it can be a little bit like opening the Pandora's box. Of like, yeah. You know, oh, well, I wouldn't mind feeling a little bit more feminine. And then suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much more to this energy yeah. than just like the tip, the tip of the iceberg. But it's, um, yeah, it's massive. And I, I think for me, it's just a, a lifelong journey. And, um, you know, interestingly, at the older I've gotten, the more I am feeling into the goddess energy and the divine feminine and um for a long time I was really really drawn to the divine masculine and I think Mm -hmm. that's part of the reason um you know I actually had when I was working with um Wicca and witchcraft and we were you know doing a lot of a lot of work with the goddess like um primarily at that time um it did feel pretty like I don't want to say scary because it wasn't scary, but it did feel like a little out of control. Mm. Like I didn't know how to control that energy when I was, you know, 14, 15, I was like calling on the goddess and, you know, some really strange things were happening. Um, You know, we'd, I'd sit with my friends in our little coven and we'd like ask for things and everything we asked for, we would get. And it was kind of like, this is too much, like this Mm. is too weird. Like this is too much. Um, And I think that was part of the reason that I, was really drawn to the church kind of after that because it felt really safe in the way of you know you've got your four walls and you've got Jesus and he just looks after you (laughs) You it's like that's all you have to think about clear boundaries (laughs) yeah and it's um you know that that really appealed to me it's it is like that you know the positive masculine energy of like oh you know you've got your you've got your man who kind of you know protects you and it's like I like the idea of that Mm. um and then you know the more I've had that um kind of protection around me the more than I felt safe to start exploring all of this um you know the feminine energy which can really it does need a container I think it does definitely (laughs) yeah but that's why this is excuse me my throat is really croaky today so excuse me for all the croaks um Last year, I did um, a course, like a healing course around embodying the masculine. And one of the journeys that we went on as sort of deep meditation, it was just welcoming the energy of Sananda, which is um, a masculine energy. And um, the, 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 the real, the best, yeah, how you've explained it as a con- it contains the female energy, the feminine energy needs a container. And that's exactly what the masculine energy is. I literally just felt like this, this blanket of energy um, surrounding me. And it showed it, it was shown to me as my husband of me in the middle being like one day I'm on my period and, you know, I'm feeling this way. The other day I'm ovulating and I'm feeling another way and, you know, everything in between and, and whatever. And then there's, Gervais my my wonderful husband just you know hugging me and just being like I'm not going to change you I'm not going to change the situation but it's okay like I've got you and that and that was a really um was a really profound moment because the toxic masculinity that we're we're all living in within this society Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. so out of tune of what actually the masculine energy is and from that point I was like wow I'm definitely going to be doing more more work of understanding what that masculine energy is. Cause I've, I've always thought that Gervais was more in touch with his feminine side, which I think he has a very deep um, acceptance of the feminine, not necessarily understanding. I don't think you can really understand unless you are in tune 
with the the feminine energy but um it it isn't feminine at all it's actually he's really in his masculine Mm. and that that's why his true masculine and that's why um it's balanced particularly with with our relationship Mm, I love that um but I, I also, because I feel it's really important with talking, and then this is obviously like a real big part of the work is the priestess energy, but there is um, there is the priest, which is the masculine, but there's also the priesty, which is um, in between and binary or um, a combination of both. Um, and it is something that I'm wanting to learn more about. I'm not sure if, if, you, if you know much about the priesty. No, but I think it's, um, you know, I think it's, it's needed. <laughs> it's, yeah. all, it's all needed. And I think when you, whether you identify, you know, however you identify, um, it's just about being the best, you know, the best version of that. Like mm-hmm. just being in your aligned, you know, I mean, you can call yourself a priestess and really be working with the, the feminine energy, but that doesn't mean that you're, you know you're really aligned and that you're working from the heart space and I think you know many of us have had these experiences and I know people who've had experiences joining like a priestess school and just (laughs) being like I don't like this you know like I don't like the vibe like there's no love and compassion it's just all about you know you have to do things my way or or whatever um so yeah, I think it's just about, um, well, like, it sounds really corny, but I think it's just about whatever you do, whatever you want to call yourself, just doing it from a balanced place and just doing yeah. it from with the heart chakra open and just, you know, calling yourself what feels right, but always just kind of coming back to your heart and that love and compassion. Yeah, exactly. We all have priest energy. We all have priestess mm. energy and we all have priestly energy. And it really just depends on where we are in our life, who we are, and what resonates with us at whatever time. And if you want to change your mind the next day or whatever, then it's fine. But if this priestess energy really calls out to you and it really rings a bell with what Vix is saying, then definitely, you know, that's the nudge. <laughs> that's that's the, nudge. the nudge. <laughs> yeah, that's the nudge. And you, your nudge has been about the priestess energy and that's what you're following through and that's your um, expertise and that's what you embody, have embodied throughout your, um, your life. And therefore, this is why you're sharing this, um, this beautiful ma- magnetic um, priestess energy within, within your work. Um, so if this is if this is interest if you are interested in the priestess work then definitely look look at Vix's um, Vix's work because it is it's really really empowering so I'm I'm really grateful for you to um, to share all your wisdom on spiritual soaps but before we finish there is something that um, you have launched very very recently which is your new oracle deck Angels Among Us um please can you share a little bit about that yeah I would love to um so the angels among us oracle is kind of what it says on the tin it's a deck that features a whole bunch of 
archangels there's also ascended masters gods and goddesses in there as well um, and they are all depicted as people that you would find among us on the street everyone kind of just looks oh. like a normal person instead of these you know angel angelic beings with all these you know this just light beings or whatever um, mm. and there's so many so much I could say about why I've created it like this but um, a couple of the reasons is that for me like whenever I've kind of connected with angelic energies they so often just come through for me as just a friend mm-hmm. and they just look like anybody anybody else in my life and they sit down and we have tea and we have a chat Um, (laughs) and you know it's not for me it's never been this experience of you know this big glowing being kind of um waking me up at 3 a.m with you know the answers to the universe (laughs) it's more just okay I'm going to go into a meditation and oh here's you know Archangel Raphael in a white t-shirt and jeans and he's bringing me some healing energy cool (laughs) so um, that's a big part of it Uh, but also I really wanted to kind of um, you know bring this idea in that the angels and the masters, the gods and the goddesses, they're not really that different from us. And mm-hmm. that we can, um, there's a bit in the guidebook that actually offers suggestions for how we can embody the energy of these beings rather than just, you know, calling on them for help all the time, which I think is, you know, what we were doing well what many of us do when we start out on this path Mm -hmm. we just call on the angels please help us um but what's really fun to do is instead of saying please help me um you know we can call on archangel michael and say protect me uh and we can also call on him and say please give me courage and give me strength so that i can be more like you in my day so um yeah like it's that embodiment part of like we can embody these these energies and um it can help us to to move through our lives in in the best way that we that we can so Mm -hmm. yeah so it's kind of a really fun deck and I think some people are going to pick it up because it looks cool and that's great and uh, other people are going to realize that there's you know there's actually quite a lot of depth in it (laughs) if you want to look at it that way so it can be whatever it needs to be for whoever whoever finds it I think that's beautiful because predominantly like we all we have all the answers right within us that our intuition our nudges and um these energies these archangels and ascended masters their energies are still they're they're within us Mm -hmm. um so angels among us like we are the angels or whoever's listening you're you're the angel you are the wisdom and um it can be a lot easier to receive messages sometimes when you, well, exactly why you speak to a friend, isn't it? And your friend may give you advice or offer advice, which potentially is advice that you already know. But when you hear it from someone else, you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Keep yeah. it. You kind of listen to it in a different <laughs> way rather than trusting yourself. So I think it's beautiful because it's it's confirming and reassuring that, you know, we are that we are the priestess, we are the angel, we are the, the wisdom, the goddess, the priestess, priest, whatever, you know, in it, the answers are within us. And I, I think that's really, really powerful uh, message that you've got within these cards. I cannot wait to use them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> when are they, they're on pre-sale now, aren't they? 
Uh, yes. So they are out mm. in Australia already and they're coming mm -hmm. out uh, in the UK at the end of July in mm -hmm. 2021. And then they'll be out in the US um, early September. Exciting. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but last but not least, this is the question that I ask every guest. Because Spiritual Soaps is um, a spiritual soap opera, you know, the highs and lows of spirituality, really. And um, I like just to find out with my wonderful guest, what has been your most recent drama? And if you have overcome it, how did you? And if you haven't, how are you moving through this? I really love this question. And um, <laughs> I, I actually sat with it for quite a long time because I was trying to think of... Um, I mean, there's so there's drama all the time, right? And especially yeah. right now, like we're all going through this collective drama with with COVID. Like it has created just this, you know, mass massive drama. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, the um, the answer for me is like how I'm dealing with that mm. is just to kind of stay as grounded as possible but also to give myself grace when I'm not feeling <laughs> not feeling yeah. grounded mm -hmm. um and so you know in in the in terms of like how do you how do I stay grounded it's like I just do my spiritual practices and I um I do my yoga and meditation every day but I also you know I talk to my friends who are on the same wavelength I spend time with loved ones I do things that are nourishing for my soul. I do work that I love. Um, you know, there's so many things that that can ground us. Um, but it's also okay to feel like what is going on on this planet right yeah. now, you know, and to just have give yourself that time to just feel your feelings and yeah. to just say, you know what, today I, I can't. I'm just going to sit. And um, I've recently spent a bit of time um for all sorts of reasons like all sorts of things that are happening in my life I've recently moved back to Australia um and I was apart from my husband for six months because he couldn't get over because he had to yeah. do all this stuff back home and he you know then there was like the the flights coming into Australia really hard to get in here so that was that was a drama yeah. <laughs> it's a big drama um and I actually took like a week to just say I'm only doing the bare minimum of work and I'm just going to sit here and watch Beverly Hills 90210 and just like <laughs> eat some chocolate and like you know eat yummy food the stuff that I like and just kind of just let myself feel like this um yeah. and I did that and then you know came out the other side and I was like okay let's get back to work <laughs> So I think, you know, a big part of dealing with drama is to just let yourself feel it. But my other answer to this question is to really avoid drama as much as possible as well. Um, and, yeah. you know, I used to, I used to be like, you know, before my awakening, I used to be somebody who was always having drama, like in relationships with friendships, there'd always be, you know, something going down. Um, but I've kind of found like you know over the years I've discovered that just avoiding that drama is like the best way to deal with it yeah. and to um you know one of the one of my you know the things I found that just helps the most is to just have like clear communication with people and so instead of 
you know, all that stuff that some of us used to do where, you know, someone would ask you what's wrong and you'd say nothing or you should know, <laughs> you know, like all of that stuff. It's like if someone asks you what's wrong, just tell them, <laughs> you know, just tell them. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, so that's my, um, that's my other answer to that question is like just trying not, you know, doing what you need to do to just make your relationships um as smooth sailing as possible and there'll always yeah. be something that comes up but if you can just at least um you know be clear communication on your end it's amazing how much that opens up other people as well completely I love that I, I just say to Gervais now like I'm just feeling really angry today I'm feeling sad today or just I'm really really irritable and he's like yeah I can tell <laughs> but he goes is like do you need a hug like he double checks to to see if there's actually something particularly wrong or whether he calls it like an indiaism and I'm like no it's just it's just the, like it's just an indiaism like I don't need a hug <laughs> just stay well away and like you know that. and actually to be fair I've, you know after just saying this out loud to you generally I feel better after that mm -hmm. <laughs> just stating how you feel and just acknowledging yeah. it and maybe um you know you just aired it out everyone knows where they stand don't they and day gets much better yeah yeah I love could that it, could it could it be that simple that we all just yeah. communicate a little bit better <laughs> yeah exactly exactly oh Vix it's been so wonderful to have you on Spiritual Soaps I'm smiling from ear to ear it's been really an inspirational conversation and um I've loved getting to know you more and I know the Spiritual Soaps listeners will um have loved this episode too they've got so much from it I've got so much from it and um yeah I'm really excited to um use your Angels Among Us card deck and um yeah I'm looking forward to just catching up with you later on and and you know keeping in contact but thank you so much for coming on Spiritual Soaps. Oh thank you so much for having me it's been um yeah it's been amazing we've, I feel like we've had such an amazing conversation and talked about so many big things so yeah um, yeah thanks for the chat this was great. <laughs> Yay all right darling sending you lots of love. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. If you've taken lots of insights from the discussions, please make sure you leave a review so I can keep the podcast flowing. Uh, pop your Instagram handle in there too, so I can visit your page to say thank you. I may even send out a few lucky listeners a thank you prize. Keep your friends updated also by sharing spiritual soaps with them. Let's keep this healthy conversation flowing. If you're not already following me on social media, you can join my community uh, for more spiritual tips and inspiration through my Instagram page at the energy coach underscore. Feel free to tag me in all your revelations. I love hearing them. You can also visit my website, www.the-energycoach.com to find my soul alignment healing programs. And I've got some freebies on there too. I cannot wait to connect with you in the next juicy episode. In the meantime, if you'd like to be on the podcast or you have any questions you'd like me to discuss on spiritual soaps, please reach out. Keep doing what you're doing, my love, and be kind along the way. This is your soul's magic communicating and shining from within. Okay, that's it for now. Love you, bye.